Donald Trump had an absolutely phenomenal week this week, last week, because this is going to be published on Monday. I'm doing this on Sunday, but it's going to be published on Monday. But the week before was also phenomenal. We need to talk about his victories. And I think, I can't, I can't even say how great his week was. Let's listen to the president himself, because you know something? He's absolutely correct. We're going to win so much. Remember, we're going to win, win, win. That's what we're doing. They're going to come into Washington and say, Mr. President, please, we're winning too much. The people of Minnesota cannot stand winning so much. Please, can we take it easy? And I said, no, we're going to keep winning, winning, winning. That was from a speech last year in Minnesota. He was actually helping out one of the candidates running in Minnesota. And it was an awesome speech. But the reality is, yeah, he keeps winning. We keep winning. And when he wins, we win. The economy is... Let's not talk about that. Let's just talk about what's happening. I and I couldn't leave this. I know that I already did a podcast yesterday, but I'm going to... Or published a podcast yesterday. I'm going to publish another one today. Um, because I, I just think this week, this last two weeks for Donald Trump have been phenomenal. And I don't understand why he's still only at 45%. So the first part of good news for Donald Trump is they're going to impeach him. And chances are they're going to impeach him. I'm not 100% clear they're going to. I think they may lose some Democrats here and this may go. Either way, Trump wins. And Trump's going to win because uh, people are going to sit there and really see what's going on. The Senate is going to hold a real trial. Uh, McDonald, uh, McConnell wants to hold a short trial, just get it out of the way. Um, Trump wants a long trial, which either way, I don't think you lose, but I think you need to keep players. So the Democrats with no evidence, with no crime are going to try and impeach Trump probably this week. And you know what? That's okay. And by the way, I do have a mic here. That's why I, it looks like I'm adjusting something. I'm adjusting the mic. So I know you can't see it in the video, but there is a mic here. But the second thing, an hour after Nancy Pelosi actually said that uh, the Congress was going to submit articles of impeachment, she made a huge political move. And she said that Congress was going to approve, the House was going to approve the USMCA. For those who don't know what the USMCA is, the USMCA stands for the United States-Canada Mexico Agreement. It's huge. It's basically NAFTA 2.0 is what they're calling it. Um, so how I didn't read everything about it, and I'm not exactly thrilled with the USMCA. I, I don't think it does enough. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Hold on. Fix my flag. He fixed it. Uh, by the way, that flag, this flag right here, flew over Congress. I love this flag. I baby this flag like crazy, and it's got to be here, so uh, deal with it. I know. I. Anyway, I'm sorry. I've got some real audio problems here tonight. 
So the U USMCA, um, not everyone won in this, and I'm not 100%. The United States got as much out of it. Um, it, it. People like the Daily Wire, the Daily Caller, were basically saying the USMCA is a 20 to 25 better than NAFTA. That's okay. I, I, I do not have a problem with that. And the reason I don't have a huge problem with that is because, you know, you, you can't just wipe the map and start over again. But what the USMCA and what NAFTA tells me is we do not, we need to reapprove these things. We can't just sit there and say, okay, we're going to um, run this and then let it go for 40 years. NAFTA, NAFTA was drafted. This is going to be a real shocker. It was drafted by George H.W. Bush. Yeah, the Bush right after Reagan. Okay, so this has been around a long time. It was approved by Clinton. It was signed into law by Clinton, which is okay. But, I mean, uh, it, it's been around a long time, and it was not real beneficial to the United States. This version of the USMCA is a little bit different. It is going to help the United States. I, I've got some reservations with it. I haven't read the entire uh law and I'm probably not going to. So let's talk. Who won? Um, the first one who won is President Trump. This was a something that President Trump ran on. So he made a promise. He just fulfilled another promise, the USMCA. Um, Nancy Pelosi also won. She won because this was a brilliant political move. What she's doing is she's showing that the Democrats can still work with the president, even though they're trying to impeach him. It's still not seen as a 100% win, but uh, the Democrats did make some changes to the UMCS, uh, USMCA that were kind of iffy right off the bat. We're going to get into a couple of those. And, well, no, we're going to get into them right now. The unions won. This really bothered me. I thought this was a bad thing. Um, Trump is kind of a pro-union guy, which I, I really think if you want to fix the world, you're going to have to eliminate some of these unions. The What happened with this law is they made it that there had to be, one, a minimum number of parts within a certain product that were made within the United States. And two, there had to be a minimum wage for products that are made that are going into U.S. products. So what does that mean? What that means is, and the minimum wage is $16.14. Okay? So think about this for a second. Mexico makes car parts. This is going to affect the auto industry. This is where this is going to have a major effect. Um, car parts were made in Mexico for, for Ford, for example, Chevy. And what would happen is they would pay their people a minimum wage, which was well below union wages. So Ford and Chevy, Chevrolet would, and GM would go down to Mexico, high, build companies in, in Mexico, because labor was a lot cheaper, everything was a lot cheaper, and the parts ended up being a lot cheaper. Well, this law really throws things into a headspin. Because what ends up happening is that um, now you have to pay your folks $16.14 minimum. 
And in Mexico, that's not that easy. And uh, we need to make a bunch of parts that we previously made in Mexico. We have to make them in the United States because over 54% of our cars have to be put together by um, American by American companies. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. And you can see who's already the loser in this whole thing. Canada is not the loser. Let me give you a hint. The Mexicans are losing here. So this was a huge deal. My problem with this whole thing is I, I, I personally think the unions are part of the problem with why manufacturing is having such a hard time in the United States. Unions had their way. They don't anymore. I really think unions need to go away. I think unions have become basically just another bureaucracy. Next next group that won, Canada. Canada won. We loosened um, trade regulations with agriculture, especially milk. Uh, the United States can trade with Canada. Canada now with the $16.14 minimum wage can now compete with auto parts, which Mexico was dominating. So I, I think Canada actually did pretty good here. So who lost? Who lost? I know. Mexico lost big. Mexico got murdered in this entire deal. And the reason they got murdered is it puts a minimum wage on their workers. And it says, and the basically everything says that there has to be a minimum number of parts that are made by U.S. manufacturing. Mexico got murdered in this deal. They are really going to be hurting. And then if you look at the fact that uh, Donald Trump has mentioned that now Mexico's uh, drug cartels are going to be a terror organization... I've got a feeling Mexico is going to be a problem for the United States in the, in the near future. Um, the American consumer may have gained in all this, but I'm thinking they didn't really. I still think with that inflation of American uh, inflation of the minimum wage, I also think the number of parts that have to be made in the United States is probably going to raise the consumer cost. So if you buy a Ford for $17,000, you are probably going to be paying eighteen dollars to $19,000. I, I don't see how the American consumer wins. I think American business wins. I don't think the American consumer wins. The biggest loser here is going to be China. Uh, no, the biggest loser is Mexico. But a big loser is China. Okay? Here's the problem. The Chinese live on non-competition. They don't want to compete. Well, right now, we have made a deal with both Mexico and Canada, and suddenly we are now getting parts for our devices from Mexico and Canada, which means China is going to have a smaller market in this country. That's really important. And this is what this whole tariff thing is all about. And it's important to understand that. The tariff thing is important to understand. So, uh, President Trump got a great boost. I think it's his biggest boost. I think he's probably he's probably going to win the election based off that. But there's more. We are now on phase one of the Chinese trade deal. Oh, crap. 
is what the Democrats are saying right now. Donald Trump did something that no president was able to do in the last 50 years, is make a trade deal with China. Now, this trade deal is going to be one of two parts. So let's let's listen to what Trump had to say. Um, in a two-part tweet, Trump basically said, one, quote, We have agreed to a very large phase one deal with China. They have agreed to many structural changes and massive purchases of agricultural product, energy, and manufactured goods, plus much more. The 25% tariffs will remain as is, with 7.5% put on much of the remainder. The penalty tariffs for December, set for December 15th will not be charged. That's important. Because of the fact that we made the deal. President Trump just saved Christmas. Which means our clothing is not going to go up. Our electronics are not going to go up. Huge. Let me continue. We will begin negotiations on phase two on the phase two deal immediately rather than waiting until after the 2020 election. This is an amazing deal for all. Thank you. Phase one includes an agreement with China to buy $50 billion worth of U.S. agricultural products. President Trump said that during the Friday press briefing, uh, he said during the Friday press briefing, but other sources say that this may not be as much. It may be between 32 and 50. So President Trump is probably uh, overdoing his thought here. Um, $160 billion in tariffs that were planned to take hold today or yesterday, because I'm publishing this on Monday, uh, are being suspended. This includes toys, this includes clothing, this includes electronics. Huge win for the Christmas. Now, I know the Democrats don't believe in Christmas, and that's a, it's a terrible thing. Um, that is pretty big. So, that's great. So, Donald Trump is suspending tariffs, and it's because we've been beating China to death with these tariffs. I am not a fan of tariffs, but, uh, you know, that's why I'm not a billionaire and I'm living where I'm living now. Um, there, some of the negatives with the tariffs have been the job growth in the manufacturing field has actually slowed down big time up to 75%. And the reason is because China can't produce everything and they do produce crap product. So the U.S., manufacturers would do some when you're dealing with would do some of the manufacturing when you're dealing with cars china would provide parts for the cars so u.s manufacturing went down when chinese manufacturing was banned so there you go agriculture especially the soybean was really affected and this is what's going to be the biggest deal with this phase one plan is that agriculture is going to continue uh, China exports a ton of soybeans to the point they were going to Brazil to get soybeans. Well, that's done now. The soybean manufacturers, who, by the way, were really positive about the trade war, are finally going to be able to sell their soybeans. Consumer prices 
went through the roof. This is the problem I have with President Trump and his entire dealing of the trade war. I don't think a trade war was unnecessary. I think we needed a trade war. I can't lie. I, I think we needed a trade war. But I also think that President Trump needed to be honest with the trade war. I think he needed to sit back and say, hey, this is what is going to happen. And um, there are going to be negative effects. I think Trump needed to say that. Now, he did, though. He did with the manufacturing and the agriculture leaders. He did say this is going to be very difficult. He didn't say it when he was announcing all this crap during his tours, during his um, all of his uh, shows that he does. He didn't admit any of that. But he did tell agriculture, he did tell manufacturing, and they supported him full force. So that was actually very interesting. I, I like that. Of course, the Democrats can't give anybody any credit here. And sure enough, Chuck Schumer decided not to. Now, mind you, what Chuck Schumer said before he actually said this is that the Democrats in the House approved this crap. So he's basically destroying the Democrats in the House. So here's what Chuck Schumer said. Reports say, quote, reports say President Trump sold out for a temporary, unreliable promise from China to purchase some soybeans. Wow. Really? China buys 50% of our soybeans. And by the way, talk about selling out. What about Obamacare? Could you have sold out anymore? I continue. Quote, we've heard this song and dance before from China, yet they did nothing about it. Chuck Schumer has been a senator for 40 years, and no one did anything about it. You heard the song and dance before? Did you ever decide to deal with the song and dance before? And this is where I give Trump a lot of credit. He's doing things that are uncomfortable. He's doing things that are dangerous. He's doing things that are risky. No one else does any of that crap. Chuck Schumer, Jesus. Quote, yet again, President Trump can't be relied on to do the right thing even when his statements are pointing in the right direction. You know, there needed to be a trade war. China was out of control. There needed to be a trade war. Nobody else had the guts to do it, including Chucky Schumer, who's basically saying, oh, well, we've heard this song and dance before, but he's done nothing. He did nothing. He didn't tell Obama do something. He didn't tell anyone to do anything. I was not positive with the tariffs. Tariffs are basically just another tax on the American consumer. But you know something? If within a year he actually came up with a trade plan, even if it's only incrementally better than the current trade plan, he's won and he's got my support. Since the announcement of the trade deals, the stock market has gone absolutely insane. Uh, we are now at 28,000 on the Dow Jones, and it just looks like it's going up. <laughs> the We are at record highs, and that happened this week. Again, not a lot of acknowledgement from the news media. They don't want to even deal with that because they just can't have it. Now, this is compared where the stock market with under Obama was at 21000 and never got over that. 
So the stock market is going absolutely insane. The economy is going absolutely insane. And this proves it from the job mark, from the jobs report of a week and a half ago. Uh, 266,000 jobs were created in November. That is up from the suspected 180,000 jobs. This was a complete surprise, but it gets better. The jobless rate is now down to 3.4%. That is the lowest in history since 1968. The jobless rate also includes blacks, Hispanics, women. Everybody who wants a job has a job right now. As a matter of fact, they didn't think it could get much below 3.7% because there's a belief that there are certain people that do not want jobs, that they're just not going to work. And we're below that at this point. But it gets better. The average hourly salary rose 3.1% or $0.07 cents an hour to 28.29 per hour. That means mo the average American is earning $28.29 per hour. And the average work week increased to 34.4 hours a week. If you have any questions about this, I actually have the jobs report on my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can go in and you can read it. You don't have to trust me. What does this tell you? Democrats are full of garbage. They're full of garbage. People are not working two or three jobs. The reason they're not working two or three jobs is because they are working full time. They're working 35 hours a week. They're not going to be working three or four jobs. And the average American is not living in poverty. They're making almost 20, making almost $30 an hour. That's the average. The Democrats screaming about how miserable our country is, is just insane. Our country is not miserable. We're doing pretty good. But let's take a look at what the Democrats keep screaming about. Let's take a look at what they want to do. This is why a Democrat will not win in 2020. Because things are pretty good. And most people realize they're pretty good. Like, I got news to you. The tax cuts, I see it in my paycheck. This is not something I do make a decent amount of money. But I do see it in my paycheck. So to sit there and say, well, only billionaires are getting any advantage. Well, the billionaires are getting an advantage out of it. But to say they're the only ones getting an advantage out of it. And then you've got these left wing nut jobs that want to change the country to such extremes. Let's take a look at how they want to change the country. They want to raise taxes up to 90 percent for rich people, rich people. That's kind of a fuzzy area there. What's rich people? Billionaires, millionaires, people who make over 250, people who make over 100,000 a year. Newsflash for you. They don't know. Right now, you got people like Elizabeth Warren who's attacking billionaires, but the reality is there, there are not that many billionaires in this country. And if you tax them 100%, we can go with her programs for a grand total of five years. She's an idiot. 
and she's a liar. Next thing, create nanny state programs like College for All and crap like that, like Healthcare for All. That All that does is pull money out. And the reality is when you start doing things like that, you start um, saving those. You think if, if everyone can go to college, first off, what the hell is with college? I went to college. I've got a degree from college, but I didn't learn anything in college. And my degree is worthless. Anyone who sits there and says college is the only way, I tell you what, learn a skill. Lesbian dance theory is not a skill. Uh, they want to allow felons and children to vote. Allow all voting to occur with no IDs and even allow immigrants illegal immigrants to vote. Of course they do. Of course they want that. Children are left-wing. Criminals are typically left-wing. They don't like the society the way it is. Immigrants lean towards being left-wing, but not really, sort of, kind of. Illegal immigrants, they lean towards left-wing because the, the, because the Democrats keep saying that we need to let illegal aliens into this country. This is insane. Then you want to eliminate the um, uh, Electoral College? Oh, okay, so in other words, New York, Boston, Los Angeles, and San Francisco are going to be electing our presidents? Wyoming has no say. Nevada has no say. Montana has no say. This is insane. And this insanity everyone knows about. And Elizabeth Warren, here's a newsflash. She's not smarter than Ben Franklin or Sam Adams, or any of the other founding fathers. Take away health insurance for millions and give it to everyone, including illegal aliens. This is just insane. So in other words, I pay for my insurance through my work. My work pays for part of my insurance, and I'm happy with my insurance. So in other words, I got to give that up pay extra taxes or a, a per diem to the government so they can run my health care. Hey, we saw how well that went with the VA, didn't we? It's insane. I don't, I, I, I work. I want my taxes to be paid for by my, my employer and me. I'm happy with my health insurance. Don't take away half of the health insurance in the country so we could pay for illegal aliens. Gee, that makes a crap load of sense. Allow abortion up to birth and beyond. This is just an insane notion. I just had an argument with a co-worker. Not really an argument. We were just debating. And I said, don't you believe that abortion, there's an absolute... And he said, well, he's not pro-abortion, he's not anti-abortion, he's kind of agnostic on the theory. But he said, that's a, that's a baby. You got Now these people with independence, like my buddy, they want to sit back and they want to eliminate? They want killing a baby? Hey, here's a newsflash. You abort a baby, you abort a fetus at two days before birth? What's the difference between between killing the baby two days after birth? And by the way, they're for that too. It's insane. Independence, even moderate Democrats don't believe in any of that crap. Forget 
that men are men and women are women. Allow boys to walk into a girl's restroom because they feel like they're girls. We're changing language in this country. It's insane we are changing language. Webster's Merriam-Webster's Dictionary just made they into a singular pronoun in their uh, dictionaries. So in other words, if I'm not a he and I'm not a she, I'm a they. That's insane. They want to mask nature. They want to hide nature. They're doing this garbage with um, the climate change. Do I believe that climate has anything to do with man-made? Yes, I do. How much does it have to do? Do we have to turn over economies? Do we have to turn over countries over it? No, I don't buy that. Hey, by the way, neither does the Nobel Prize winner for economics. They don't believe that either. They say that, okay, climate change, yeah, it's bad, but we can fix it in 100 years. And we can fix it with minimal economic impact. Last but not least, never least, is the legalization of drugs. I, I, I don't understand this. Do you know something? They want to ban vaping right now because it's bad for you. Oh, gee, there's a shocker. S sucking in carcinogens is bad for you. They've been trying to ban cigarettes for decades. Now you want to legalize pot. Do you realize how illogical that sounds? What's going to happen 30, 40 years from now? We're going to sit there and say, oh, don't smoke weed. It makes you stupid. It does. Yes, that's exactly what's going to end up happening. Marijuana burns hotter than cigarettes. Marijuana cause, it has been shown to cause psychopathy. It is not. It's a drug that's not necessary. Does that mean it shouldn't be medicinal? medicinal? No, I, I truly believe it should be medicinal. But is it something that should be casual? Heck, they don't want alcohol being legal. We tried banning alcohol a hundred years ago. It didn't work out real well. That's that prohibition thing. I lost a son to drugs. He started on weed. I don't believe legalizing drugs is smart. As a matter of fact, I think legalizing drugs just makes people stupid. It's a waste. And then we won't even talk. I said that was last but not least, but all the rights and all the regulations and the eliminating of the Constitution. So far, the two main ones that people are really concentrating on on the left is eliminating your right to free speech, right? Hate speech. There's no definition of hate speech. That's garbage. There's no one knows what hate speech is. And everyone mentions that, you know, you can't scream fire in a crowded theater. It, that's a stupid argument. They want to take away our guns. I got news for you. The reason that the founding fathers had the Second Amendment in place, that the right to bear arms cannot be taken away by the government, is so that the government couldn't take away our rights. But eh, Democrats don't care about that. The left doesn't care about that. They want to eliminate our rights. They don't care about our rights. The last story of the day, and probably a really big one because of the parallels, is that Great Britain has decided to go the route of the conservative. Boris Johnson, in a huge mandate, has become Prime Minister of England. The Conservative Party has taken in something like 30 seats. 
the Labour Party, which is about as left as you can get, probably communist. They're an example of our left. They got murdered. Their leader, Jeremy Corbyn, who is an anti-Semite, who is a communist. He is a terrible filth of a human being. He actually said that he was not going to be running the Labour Party anymore. Good riddance, the bad trash. And this paves the way for Brexit, finally. This whole election was a real gamble for Boris Johnson because Boris Johnson thought that he could not get Brexit passed through because he did not have the majority in Parliament. Again, Parliament works very different than our uh, Democratic Republic. Parliament needs a party that controls, not an individual. And so even though Boris Johnson was the prime minister, he had very little power to the point where the courts were sitting back and saying Brexit's dead. Everyone kept saying Brexit. Brexit was supposed to be done on October 31st, 2019. And now they're looking at January 31st, 2020, because they just can't get parliament to agree. Well, this mandate was so huge, it looks like Brexit is going to happen. And for those who don't know what Brexit is, Brexit is Great Britain separating themselves from the European Union. Because right now, um, everything that is Great Britain is run by a bunch of bureaucrats in Brussels, Spain. That's what's happening. And that's the European Union. Nobody elected or anything like that. Just a bunch of bureaucrats. They can tell them how their economy should run. They, those bureaucrats can tell them how many um, immigrants they take in, where those immigrants come, immigrants come from. It's a, it is a freaking terrible thing. It is pure socialism. It borderlines on communism. So it's a huge victory. Now, why is this? Why does the United States care, and why does the um, why does the United States care and why should this be a, considered a huge win for Trump? Because the politics between Britain, Great Britain and the United States walks hand in hand. If you look at the elections of the past, they've actually been pretty equal. When the United States votes, votes liberal, Great Britain votes liberal. When the United States votes conservative, the uh, great the Brits vote conservative and vice versa. This is a huge win. And to show you just how close Great Britain is to the United States, guess who threw an absolute temper tantrum when the conservatives won the election and labor was eliminated? Antifa. The London branch of Antifa was protesting left and right. In London. You know, here's something wild and crazy. Maybe these 18-year-old lesbian dance theorists should get out of their mom and dad's basement and start learning a little bit instead of sitting and fighting. Because there's a reason mom and dad voted for the conservative party. And mom and dad were the ones that voted for the conservative party. It's just absolutely freaking insane. That's it. I'm already over. I've, I've gone over again. Oh, frickin' the Dave rule. Oh, not by much. So, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can listen or download this podcast at podcast at, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Apple Podcasts, 
Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Of course, you could watch this, obviously. You can watch this on YouTube uh, with the new vlog format that I've created. Uh, if you want to visit my website, you can see, you can click on my links that I have references for. You can read my show notes. You can see full videos and uh, videos and other graphics at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics. Please subscribe, rate, and comment. I will respond. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>